presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everybody to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Scotty Via, and with me as always, I'm always with him, is Paralegal Mike. Mike, how are you, brother? Not bad, looking to get paid out from all the hot news this week. <laughs> uh, yes, as we're recording this episode of the podcast, Breaking news happening everywhere in the world of pro wrestling, more specifically world wrestling entertainment, but even more breaking news when it comes to us. As we've been teasing the last few episodes, something big, something fun is coming and something to get our show, your favorite pro wrestling podcast that you've barely heard before into the hands of millions and millions of people. The In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast is now on Spotify, one of the biggest platforms in the world where you can just click the follow button, search in my house pro wrestling podcast, hit follow. You will get our show every week as it's uploaded. Uh, we're breaking down all the fun news in the world of wrestling entertainment, you know, in the world of wrestling entertainment, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, the world of professional wrestling as we see it, just two schmucks sitting on our chairs talking pro wrestling like the rest of you are. We're fantasy booking, we're we're breaking things down, we're uh, hyping everything up, we're tearing things down and building it up again, Mike. When I got that email and text from you that we are live on Spotify, I'm still feeling the high pal. We are live for all of your, for, well, I guess almost everywhere where you would check for podcasts. Mm-hmm. So as Scotty Via was saying, yes, we are indeed available on Spotify. Soon to come Apple Music. Uh, I mean, a little snag because they're a little bit longer mm-hmm. getting their stuff up. But we are also available on Amazon Music, Samsung Podcasts, and through the Podcast Index. So again, most places where you are trying to find your podcast, we will be available. And like I said, coming soon to um, Apple Podcasts for all you Apple users. Yes, very exciting news. Uh, Yeah, 
pal, it's happening. We've been uh, putting in the work, putting in the grind. Uh, if you're already following us, you'll see we've got a brand new logo as well, which uh, I think is awesome. Um, but yeah, we're out there. We're on Spotify, the biggest music streaming site, service, app, whatever you want to call it. We're there. So you can find us there. The best part is, is it's so much easier to share this podcast with all your wrestling friends so everybody can hear it. And uh, yeah, the amount of people that have Spotify, Amazon Music, soon to be Apple. Dude, we're everywhere, pal. Do you do you listen to Joe Rogan? We'll stop because in my house, pro wrestling podcast is on Spotify. That's right. Oh, man, I am so excited. Uh, so you, you're going to follow us on Spotify. You're going to give us a, a, a nice, fantastic rating. Uh, to help us out, to get the show bigger and better and badder. Uh, the better we do, the more guests we can have on, the more fun we can have, and uh, giving you a great, great show. Uh, but you can also follow us on the socials. So on the Instagram, it's at In My House Pod. On Twitter, it's at In My House Pod. We'll be posting our shows there, our content there. Uh, every now and then, we'll possibly uh, live tweet or or a live comment on shows uh, as we're watching them, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, obviously pay-per-views we're going to be fully invested in each and every month for WWE, AEW, and when New Japan comes around as well. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Scotty Via Wrestling. You can follow Paralegal Mike, Mcote underscore 25. You can on find Twitter, us everywhere. Preferably. I, I mean, preferably go to In My House Pod. Yes. In it's my your house favorite pod. source for all Cody Rhodes American Nightmare news. <laughs> Love you, Nightmare. Can't wait to see you at the Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. It, it, it's going to be fun it's going to be a blast uh, but yes we're on Spotify we're on all of your uh, favorite podcast outlets uh, soon to be Apple as well so stick with us uh, we'll be announcing that on our socials as soon as that's available uh, but yeah give us a follow rate us give us a like uh, if you want to contact us and you're not on the socials you can obviously comment on our shows as we just mentioned uh, at in my host pod you can email us in my house wrestling at gmail.com. That's in my house wrestling at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. Give us your thoughts on things that we're chatting about and talking about, and uh, we'll read them on the air. Uh, so just another fun way to get in contact with myself and paralegal Mike about anything in the world of pro wrestling. But now the business is out of the way. Now dude, let's get down to the real business here. Let's, let's get to Paralegal Mike just getting fired up and looking to get another giant payout from Vinnie Mac. <laughs> uh, if you are a wrestling fan and you're listening to the show, I imagine uh, that would make you a wrestling fan. You obviously know that Vincent Kennedy McMahon is back in charge of World Wrestling Entertainment, uh, voted oh. back unanimously oh. by the Board of Governors. Uh, he is back to help facilitate a new TV deal and or sell the company i i mean we'll we'll get through the the later news but yes he is back as executive chair obviously um nick khan is still um in his position as ceo from what i'm seeing mm-hmm. um but the bigger news breaking literally one hour ago was that um stephanie mcmahon daughter of vince mcmahon has now again resigned from her co-ceo position in a statement brought to Twitter, and I, I'm, I'm assuming all of the WWE Universe. Yep, here it is. Dear WWE Universe, about eight months ago, I took a leave of absence within a took a leave of absence, and within a few weeks, unexpectedly had the opportunity of a lifetime. 
I had the privilege to return as the co-CEO and chairwoman of the board of WWE. I cannot put into words how proud I am to have led what I consider to be the greatest company in the world, working alongside a remarkable leadership team and one of the strongest executives I've known in my CEO, Nick Khan, co-CEO, to be fair. Our founder, Vince McMahon, has returned as executive chair and is leading an exciting pro process regarding strategic alternatives and with Nick's leadership and Paul Triple H Levesque as chief content officer. So there's some good from this still. I am confident WWE in the, is the perfect place to continue to provide unparalleled creative content and drive maximum value for shareholders. WWE is in such a strong position that I have decided to return to my leave and take it one step further with my official resignation. I look forward to cheering on WWE from the other side of the business where I started when I was a little kid as a pure fan. I always remain dedicated to WWE. I truly love our company, our employees, our superstars, and our fans. And I'm grateful to all of to all of our partners. Thank you for everything. Then, now, forever, together, Steph. Wow. Not great. No, didn't see it coming. And I think I, I, I wouldn't have either until you you sent me the tweet. Like I said, an hour before we went on. Yeah. Um if you need to see the release obviously it's all over social medias but you can find it at in my house pod we've got it posted there um but for me personally a huge gut punch to my confidence in what this company is doing and where they're going especially right before the biggest time of the year for them yeah um, it, it you're i mean that's probably the best way to put it also for again strategic mm -hmm. um alternatives like again if this is just you're going to negotiate a tv deal uh, it kind of undersells the ability of what steph or or nikon could have done yeah absolutely i know uh there's always been reports that vince has had a very strong relationship with the usa network well i mean it's long lasting look yeah, at how long right. raw's been on the air exactly so to me that makes sense and obviously fox signed uh, like a billion dollar deal to get SmackDown for four years uh, when they signed their deal, which me makes me think that, yeah, Vince is in pretty good with Fox, but Nick Khan's always been talked up of being, and I think it was even in that release or the release that WWE put out about Vince coming back that uh, Nick Khan is such a, a leader in the world of entertainment and, and streaming services and content. Why does Vince need to come back to be the guy again? But at the flip side that, He's still the number one shareholder, so he can do that. He got voted in. He's got enough stroke around there to kind of do what he wants. Well, I said not only did it get voted in, but was it three or four other board members got ousted? And I imagine yeah. those are the same board members who really wanted to push for the investigation of Vince McMahon. Yes, I believe they were. Um, yeah. so every, every Which is also embarrassing for a business in today's day and age. Just saying. It's so wild to me, Mike, that you're right, that technically is embarrassing like on paper yeah absolutely i think most companies would be you know laughed at and giggled at but vince went through this whole thing about you know paying off paralegals for whatever <laughs> i mean i haven't do. received my check just, you, you just know saying. more than the best of us yeah. um oh no i don't <laughs> I, I still haven't received my money where's my hush money <laughs> but so he gets ousted because of that not really a whole lot of backlash in the media. Obviously, it makes headlines and does what it needs to do. But after a week, it's gone. Vince basically just said, let it ride out. It'll be done, over and done in a couple months, and I'll come back. That's the way it seems. And now he's back. And as we're 
in the moment of this right now, yeah, TMZ's tweeted about it and like uh, entertainment sites like uh, IGN and Entertainment Weekly and Variety have, have, have put out articles about this. But so far, I'm not seeing any type of outrage or backlash or anything like that for uh, for his return uh, as as a as a, a moral standard standpoint. Right. So it, it seems like he's just he's, I don't want to say getting off scot free, but he is. The Twitter response alone mm-hmm. is not positive for this decision. No, no. The uh, the good old internet wrestling community is uh, they got their pitchforks out already. Yeah, like I mean, with comments like Stephanie McMahon being gone isn't a good thing. I don't care how you frame it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I other comments being they voted this man unanimously in as chair- chairman of the board. Stephanie McMahon fucking quit. And people have told me all week, don't worry. Triple H is absolutely next. This company is fucking finished. Like, again, this is just some of the tweets we are pulling out, but there is a level of negativity around this kind of decision, especially in probably the pick up the pieces era of WWE that we've been seeing. And that's the a giant part of like the huge gut punch right now, Mike, is because when Triple H took over at SummerSlam, we've seen a lot of good content from wwe ever since and there's the hope there right there he's bringing guys back that were let go and you know doing things with them cooling them off a little bit but uh i've been doing a lot of thinking about that i make it into another that into another show but um a lot of favorites are back a lot of storylines are really really good right now and there's hope and there's excitement going into the rumble and mania again and there always is let's be honest there always is but Right now, WrestleMania has sold more tickets and made more money than any WrestleMania ever, and they haven't announced a single match. They're doing things right right now. And according to the the business world, they're doing things right too because the announcement of Vince coming back, the shares went up 10% last I checked. So where's where do we, you know, when you look at it on paper with what I just laid out, they're doing nothing wrong. Even with Vince coming back, they're doing nothing wrong. It, it, I mean, it, which is sad because um, Fight TV's John Albert reporting. I've had several wrestlers in the last 10 minutes. This was an hour ago when the news broke. I've had several wrestlers in the last 10 minutes across multiple companies reach out expressing dismay at the Stephanie McMahon resignation news. General consensus from them is it's bad news for the workers. I mean... I, I can understand that you're going to have that reaction. Not everyone's going to be hundred percent for or against anything. But I mean, like when, when you, when you're in a time where contracts are coming up for a lot of professional wrestlers across multiple companies, mm-hmm. it makes decisions a little bit easier for you. Yeah. People stayed away when the old man was in charge. Hell AEW was able to happen because the old man was in charge. They needed the alternative. It, to the and, it, and, and, it, and it gave that granted let's get real it was not undersell what hunter's been doing he is very much so cheap content yeah he's still he's still in charge of creative and vince mcmahon has said he doesn't plan on messing with creative we all know that should be taken with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. who knows who knows what could happen there but like it for for a lot of people you were looking at wwe is a good place to go and work again yeah, look at the guys do, that have do all gone the back. workers see that now? 
how is the vibe in the locker room? Because really, like we got this an hour ago internally, I would think that would break sooner. Mm-hmm. It, it would have to, right? Like there's people you have to notify within that business to say, hey, you're, you no longer have a CEO. Unless they all heard at the same time. Like, I'm not sure the inner workings of how that, that works, but I would think your business would be the first to know before it hit Twitter from, it, or it hit news reporters. From what I heard when Vince was had resigned, um, all the wrestlers and the employees of WWE have an app that's like an intercompany app. Well, for sure. It's like we're using a Slack to yes. communicate. Yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, I believe that's how everyone found out about Vince retiring when he, before he tweeted out that he's done um, everyone was told internally, but then within minutes of that text going out to everybody is when the tweet went out. So I imagine this is the very much the same thing. I, I worry about guys now, like Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Absolutely. Um, a carry and cross. Uh, Bronson Reed, who just came back. Uh, there's heavy rumors that Zack Ryder and Chelsea Green are set to return uh, this month, possibly uh, at the next pay-per-view. But what does that mean for them? Like In Vince's eyes, Zack Ryder was uh, a lifetime job guy. Let's be honest. He was an enhancement talent. He got himself over. That's not what the company wanted, and he got punished for it. That's how Vince did it. And Zack wasn't the only guy to have that happen to him. So I'd be freaked out freaked out i've heard uh I'll, I'll listen to the major pro wrestling or major wrestling major figure podcast whatever uh cardona's and myers podcast is major wrestling figure podcast that's what it is and they've told stories about having to go sit down with vince uh before mania discuss things and the fact that he didn't like their gear he just didn't put any thought into anything that was being pitched to him things like that like just odd odd things that you know you all you hear all the stories of like Jericho said it a million times. If Vince is hungry, don't go talk to him. Don't pitch anything. He'll shoot everything down. Wait till he's full and he's happy again. And then you can go talk to him. It's an embarrassing way to do business. It, it is. We're not, we're not in that year anymore of like, you have to wait for a man to eat. You are on the fucking clock. This isn't your lunch break. You still have to deal with issues. Again, we're treating this as if the man has some say in creative. And right now, I believe he doesn't. And I, have no other, I have no other option but to believe he has nothing to do with creative. Well, we, that's what we have to believe because that's what we're being told. And I know there's going to be some diehards out there that'll be like, you know, we're getting worked up for nothing because Vince has technically got nothing to do creative. But like you said before, take it with a grain of salt. I personally don't believe it. I, I fully don't believe that Vince McMahon is sitting there looking at mania coming up and he's not reaching out to Hunter and be like, what's going on with Roman or Brock or, or Cody, you know, your biggest See, asset, <laughs> Charlotte, you know? Well, I mean, the old man obviously met with Cody. Yeah, Cody talked. Like, about I, I, I mean, that's that's the big one. Like, he, he came back be, because Vince had the conversation with him. Yeah. So, Co- all you Cody Road, Mark, don't worry, everything's fine there. No, but the guys like um, Johnny Gargano, yes, that, that hurts you in the long run. Like, th- there's a lot of talent who is slowly getting built back up and doing a really great job on television that it, it again it, I, I, i'm trying to be the positive one here hoping he has mm-hmm. nothing to do with creative i just don't see how the old man comes back and doesn't want to meddle yeah uh, i'm with you um i personally can't see vince not being somewhat involved with creative going into wrestlemania it just i can't see it happening I, he's t- too controlling and hands-on and that's his baby right 
So uh, he was essentially forced out. He didn't want to. He had to just for the look of the company by the looks of it. And now that things have cooled off, dude's back. Now that things are going great again, SmackDown's having great ratings every single Friday. Uh, Raw's being reviewed a lot better than it has been in years. Mike, is there, uh, let's say that there's one thing going to be announced with Vince coming back that would get you to be like, I'm glad Vince is back. Is there anything that pops in your mind right now that could help the WWE brand at all that Vince could announce? This is one of my decisions and you'd be happy with it. Um, no, no. For me, it popped in my head as I was talking about that. You make Monday Night Raw two hours again. I'm back, Vince. You're my guy. I know that I, won't I, I happen. Mean, I that's that's definitely not going to happen. I think it's a huge selling point going into TV rights. Like you're killing three hours of airtime and getting good advertisers for it. So yeah. I mean, if you're if you're making that TV deal, yeah, Raw is not. I, I don't expect that to ever change from the three hour format. Should I don't know. Yes. I, I, I'm with you because mm-hmm. you already have SmackDown on, on Friday nights as well. Like you have enough wrestling on TV. Yeah. But yeah. I, I just don't see raw changing from. I don't either, hours. but just fantasy booking. Like if I could uh, fall in love with good old Vinny, Vincent Kennedy McMahon again for business decisions, that would be the, probably the only one that would get me to be like, cool. He's doing the right thing for the company that uh, involves me as a fan that I like. Other than that, you know, I, I don't I know. Guess, I guess mine would be he doesn't work there again. <laughs> Just came in, signed like a new deal with USA and, and Fox and then took off, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I'd love that too. I would love that. But um, not going to be the case. No, I'm actually very curious to see what, what kind of deals if there are new deals or if he's just straight up selling, which is the biggest rumor that Vince is coming back to sell the company. And <sighs> I, I, I would hate that. I really would. We saw what happened to WCW when non-wrestling people got involved with that company. Dead. It is dead. It's a dead brand. And I, there, to me, I, I think the WWE can die too if it doesn't have the proper people in charge booking a wrestling program. It... <sighs> It, it's i mean i th- i think it's tv tv deals i really do i'm i'm hoping there's more streaming deals like yeah you've got your network on and on peacock and everything like that but you know see what you can do put something up on netflix or amazon i don't think that'll happen but oh i they definitely not they, they there's no ad money coming in yeah like we're we're talking about companies who are trying to ban multiple subscriptions like mm-hmm. to share passwords like this is a huge ins- like initiative moving in like that model has to switch to be able to afford that. Shows get canceled so heavily now in the streaming age. Yes, they do. And, and, and I know with like a, the big talk with AEW is because they have the, the HBO Max in. Mm-hmm. But um, now that that's kind of folded and is being kind of rebranded. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. It's, it's tricky. I know. And I don't think it's the sale of WWE. Like I'm, I'm still pretty confident that like I, I know there was the talk of there was a, a Saudi, a Saudi person who was interested in buying it. Wow. But I say too, if the old man is in charge, he wants to ensure the legacy of the WWE. R- remember, this is still going to pay his family, like his kids, his kids, kids, his kids, kids, kids. 
so on and so forth forever. But is there one person who is expecting to make a ton of money off of that? Yeah, it's Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, I actually saw a tweet about it uh, the other day when there was rumors Vince is coming back. And it kind of put it in a good perspective for me. It's like, why would Vince come back and sell the company? The dude's almost, you know, he's what, in his late 70s? early eighties and whatever age he is, he's not a young chicken anymore. You're going to sell it. And then just, you can't take the money with you when you die. So you're just going to hand it down to your kids. But when you could just leave it as is the company is not losing money right now. And you've got people in charge that one can run the business side and two can run the pro wrestling side of it and work together to just continue to be a juggernaut. But if Vince sells that, that could be all gone. Like even if you put in, wording that you know so and so has got to run the creative and things like that that doesn't last forever there's going to be a time limit on that as to who's running it and why or if they're doing a bad job they fire that person so to me selling it is just the scariest thing in the world because it could just be bought by jeff bezos and amazon and he can do whatever he wants with it it's now his company that's terrifying dude it, and it is, but I, I really hope it doesn't change the landscape of creative. I think they're in a really great position to move into mania season. We're, we're almost there at the rumble. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I just really hope the wheels don't fall off. I'm, I'm curious now, as we're talking about this popped in my head, what does this do for like Brock Lesnar's confidence going into mania season and paydays and things like that? Cause you know, when, when Vince retired on that Friday, allegedly he walked out of SmackDown and had to be talked back to the building as the show was going on. He was pissed because he's always dealt with Vince directly. No agents, no sidemen or, or uh, 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 producers or anything like that. It's been Brock and Vince talking and I guess a handshake deal until a contract is made and agreed on money. So I'm curious about how Brock is going to be booked, booked going into Mania. There is the rumored match out there. Uh, for mania but we'll wait and see if uh that kind of rumored plan sticks or if it gets changed um very curious about that as well but yeah uh as you're hearing on the in my house pro wrestling podcast vince mcmahon is back as uh the executive uh chairman and stephanie mcmahon has completely resigned and is no longer an employee of world wrestling entertainment and we wish you the best and thank you for the hard work over the last bit but I mean, this man is definitely at the age where he should just retire. Yep. I agree. But, but here we are. Here we are. It's going to make for uh, some great uh, podcasts. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be great for our show to chat about and talk about and hear from uh, you, the fans, about and your thoughts on it. But it's going to be interesting to watch the the dirt sheets and the dirt sheet writers uh, doing their thing and, and, you know, saying what they've got to say and leaking whatever they leak. and. It'll be uh, a dirty, messy, uh, you know, dirt sheet world for a little while when it comes to uh, Vince being back with WWE. Uh, Switching gears here on the In My House Pro Wrestling podcast. Uh, One of the biggest pay-per-views of the year went down recently. We're talking to Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom 17. And it did its job and stole a lot of headlines, made a bunch of headlines, um, especially with, you know, over here being (laughs) in North America, the show starts at 4 a.m., I believe. Uh, so you're waking up, and as soon as you wake up and open your your Twitter, you're seeing results of these big matches. So, um, Mike, we got uh, 
we got what we thought. Uh, we got what was announced with uh, the wrestler formerly known as Sasha Banks, now Mercedes Monet, making her debut in New Japan Pro Wrestling and challenging the women's champion, Kari Sane. And they will have a match next month. And, and I mean, rightfully so. I, I think a great return, something we've all been excited for, is where um, Mercedes Monet was going to end up. And, and yeah, I think it's a great change of pace to go and, and work somewhere different. And I mean completely different. Style-wise, production, even the way the crowd acts, it's probably a good thing. And I think if there's one thing we should appreciate is Mercedes Monet is a wrestler yeah. and wanted to go where there is going to be some wrestling. Yeah, I think out of all the companies out there, there was literally only, well, let's be honest, only two companies that she can go and be the wrestler that she wants to be. And just from what we heard, she's always wanted to go to Japan and work in Japan, even with her uh, absences over the last couple of years. Um, she's toured over to Japan just to do training with uh, with certain companies and and certain wrestlers and yeah, I think it's her time to shine now as the woman performer that she wanted to be and always uh, uh, wish she could get. Uh, probably even get back that feeling that she had after she left NXT because she was the star in NXT for a while. One of the main faces. And you get up to the main roster, and I think she got a raw deal. Yeah, she can be five-time champion or whatever, but I'm pretty sure each title reign lasted a month. And then I think she got dicked around quite a bit by creative, by Vince. And it just didn't make any sense as to why. And uh, now I think she's got a chance to really be the wrestler that uh, we all think she should be. And which is a top, a top wrestler in the world. Yeah. Like and a top wrestler. You said it best there. Like we did just break it down to like female or male, like just a top wrestling name. And I think there's a great chance. I think obviously with the sellout of this um, New Japan show in San Jose, San Jose, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep. Um, that's huge. Because guess what? There's no one else really booked yet. Like I'm sure that card's kind of set up, but mm-hmm. announcing that it's it's her, that building's going to be filled with yeah. people who want to see Mercedes Monet. Like For- that's that's a draw. Like that's massive. Yeah, for the San Jose show, I don't think I've seen any other matches announced. And if I have, it it kind of just blown by me. But that Mercedes Monet versus Kyrie Sane for the New Japan Pro Wrestling Women's Championship is the main draw for that card. And to me, it's pretty wild that, you know, she debuts for New Japan Pro Wrestling, wanting to wrestle in Japan, and her first match is in San Jose. Like, it's in North America. Uh, I just think that's pretty wild, but um, I think it's pretty carefully planned too. Like, oh, I mean, sure. all those people who, because they said there was a huge uptick in obviously, and we see it at Wrestle Kingdom time of subscribers. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this was especially kind of good Wrestle Kingdom with, I mean, the worst kept secret. They even said it on commentary. Yeah. For Mercedes Monet, but also that Kenny Omega was making his return to New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. where he really got that name. He's, him working there is the reason we know Kenny Omega that we know now. Yeah. The... And I mean, and I mean, shifting gears, let's talk about arguably the biggest, you know, it's not even arguably the match that again, I once said arguably the best, but clearly the best 
in an internet consensus, the world consensus was um, Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega's instant classic. So damn good. I mean, so not only good. being a front runner in an early part of the year, clearly, yes, this is the best wrestling match we've seen in 2023. It'll be hard to top something like this match. My, I feel like we got the best of all the worlds when it comes to Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay wrestling match. Uh, in Japan, when you're outside the ring, you've got a lot of leeway. You've got a lot of extra time out there. You got a 20 count that's basically a 60 second count. <laughs> the amount of time guys spend outside the ring and 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 how they do those 20 counts. So essentially, you almost got like a no holds barred type of match. But those guys went. They brought it. They laid their shit in. And yeah, instantly match of the year contender. That's not even close to being touched with anything we've seen so far uh going it's just starting into uh i guess we're only 10 days into the year but uh yeah man it's was such a banger it was such a great match uh the violence on that like you see the marks on will osprey after that match is uh done or even going on and he's you see you see how stiff it is during yeah um, obviously, we've been waiting for this type of Kenny Omega for quite some time. Mm-hmm. It's not a jab at AEW's Kenny Omega. It's just a different world. And it, it is showing because what we got was pure New Japan pro wrestling Kenny Omega. We got the cleaner Kenny Omega. Yeah. This this was unlike anything. And, and you know what? It's not to, to shy away from the great card that was Wrestle Kingdom 17. But anything before or even after just couldn't hold up to what I had watched. I, I don't know if you're like, you're all star ratings people, but this is now our uncle Dave's second highest rated <laughs> match of all time. Really? Yeah. Really? How many stars did he give it? Uh, I'm going to check for you right now, but I think it's under um, his Okada match. Cause he gave which one the, uh... I think it was two. Was it Kenny, Kenny Omega in Okada 2? I think it was his highest one. Was it seven stars? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, look, at this point, what do we even do star <laughs> ratings for? I, I can't stand the old five-star rating, but then you're going to go above that. It's never been my thing. I'm also not a fan of uh, rating things out of five. It just, there's, there's, I, I'm with you there, too. Like I'm, I'm a purist on the, the 10 scale. Yep. Does it deserve that? I don't know how to really word that because i don't really like the five star ratings but uh it deserves all the praise in the world it deserves everyone to go to their way to watch it if you haven't watched it yet um fantastic match violent match stiff match great false finishes mike new japan pro wrestling's uh style in the last few years is a lot of false finishes off of their finishers but in this one i felt like everything made sense and mattered well and and again as always they they protect Kenny Omega's finish. Yeah. The, the one finish in wrestling where if you get hit with it, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only way that'll not be protected is when Kenny is ready to be done wrestling. And they're showing that every time the one winged angel happens. That's it. That's one, two, three. If you're getting hit with it, you do not kick out of it. See, I feel that should have been done for Will Ospreay when he runs at you. Uh, from behind and hits you with the back of his elbow to the back of the head. I love that finish. I think that's so violent and he makes it look so vicious. 
to me that I think that needs to be protected, but I've seen guys being kicking out of that since, you know, forbidden door last year. But you know what? I think it comes down to, it's like a size thing too. And think of like how spectacular the one winged angel looks. Yeah. It's a great like it, it, it's finish. a, it, it's a proper, like I set you up, which it, it is a setup. Like he's putting you on his shoulders. Like you really have to be worked, but the amount of like the V triggers were just nasty. Yeah. And the selling on Will Ospreay. I don't want to hear any fucking Mark and listen to me, Marks to call him out for the work he has done past or whatever. Will Ospreay is a top 10 professional wrestler. Uh, the absolutely. selling he put on in this match, he could be in any company in the fucking world. One of the things that I love about the Will Ospreay we have now compared to the Will Ospreay we got when he first joined New Japan and was making headlines for just doing a lot of flippy dippy shit, as they say, is one, he makes everything look good. He at the beginning of the match, everything looks effortless, which makes sense. You've got all the energy in the world. You're starting your match off. You're doing your thing. But when he goes into a longer match or later on in the match, when he does stuff, it takes effort. It looks like it takes a lot of effort for him to do. And he sells that. Even if he's on the offense, he's selling those moves. He's selling the effort that he has to put in. And on the flip side of that, when he's selling for another wrestler, he's looking like he's getting beaten up. He's selling so well that that's just something that bugs me with guys. Like I'm not saying ricochet specifically, but a ricochet type, everything they do looks so seamless and easy. And then when they get beaten down, it doesn't look like they're beat up. It looks like they're just selling the move for the sake because they have to sell the move. And I'm noticing a bit of a turn now with guys like Will Ospreay in the last few years where they're selling more with their facials, with their body, and they're putting more effort into everything they're doing. So they're legitimately worn out, blown up, if you want to call it that. But it looks like they're in a fight. It looks like they've been wrestling for 20 minutes. Yeah, it, you're 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 not wrong. I'm I'm right there with you. And as much as I loved, like I love the Will Osprey Ricochet stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not in a different camp. I I like I just I think that's very entertaining to watch, and it blends like from everywhere. Like I think it's a good way for anime fans or people yeah. into that kind of stuff to be into pro wrestling because you're just taking it and putting it into real life. Mm-hmm. But this this was pure professional wrestling. Oof. Like, that DDT in the corner from like the, I think it's like the middle rope, the way it yeah. looks like it was hit was one of the most violent things I've ever seen. It's just, it's spectacular that these guys can, first of all, are both physically able to do this kind of stuff. It's a great weight matchup too. Like they, they just know what they're capable of. And they said, all right, like the build to this match was better than, Jay White and Okada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were sold off the announcement that Kenny was coming back to New Japan Pro Wrestling. We loved, we absolutely loved that video. It was so well done. So simple, but so well done. Like, and, and for a guy, Jim, to come out and be like, I'm going to speak full Japanese. Mm-hmm. Kenny put the time in. He learned the language. He really appreciated his time in New Japan and it showed. And yeah. the fans and the fans received it well. And guess what? Another incredible entrance from Kenny Omega too. It, it they were both awesome. Oh yeah, both, like both, I mean, I not just video game related away from Will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like that that Sephiroth 
gear and like him putting his arm up when the wing hits the screen i'm like yeah. wow okay that was put <laughs> on a show yeah and and then guess what they did for 30 minutes yeah and i i'm not saying that the rest of the card suffered because of this match i think this match was the highlight of the show obviously uh for big moments uh when it comes to wrestle kingdom 17 that will probably be the number one most memorable thing for now but well damn, i'll put it this to- way I, I, I kind of disagree with you. Really? Because, yeah, I don't think Okada and Jay White literally, you could you could never get an American crowd back into your show after watching Will Ospreay and Kenny do that. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. If that, if that was on AEW's television or AEW pay-per-view, if you were coming out of the locker room and finishing the show, you're like, we're fucked. Because <laughs> yeah. really, like, there's no other way to look at it. You're, you're what everyone back there was guaranteed watching a teleprompter or watching that match happen just because the excitement behind it. And guess what? Access TV knows it because it's the only match they're replaying on their television show. Mm-hmm. Got my PBR set for it on uh, Thursday night, even though yeah, I've already got New Japan World. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying, though. is like, that's that's how much weight this carried. And it guess did. what? I think it's the start of something extremely beautiful between these two guys. Like, I think uh, everyone loved Kenny Okada, which, mm-hmm. guess what? You should. Yeah. But I think this is on the build to be something greater than I guess it all depends on what happens next. And there are the rumors out there that Will Ospreay's contract is coming up with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, Does he go stateside? Does he go all elite? Does he go to the Fed? Uh, The biggest rumors that I've heard is that he is going to the Fed. But everything about the federation has changed right now with oh within with, within two hours exactly um so it's so hard for me to be like we're definitely getting a program with kenny and and will uh with the uncertainty of dirt sheet rumors of course throwing that stuff in there that can or will could be leaving new japan pro wrestling which i think would suck i think will coming out of that match got to a he got over even more and that raised him to the other level that he could be the guy to take down Okada next year, whether that's heel face, whatever. And then on the other side of that, you're also building up other Japanese stars to take on Osprey after that. So that's how I was booking it in my head uh, as uh, after I watched wrestle kingdom, but then all these rumors are coming up that, that will could be done with new Japan and the, Instinct reaction is, is yeah, he's going to AEW. Why wouldn't he? All the guys that he's worked with in the past are there. When Will worked with AEW for around Forbidden Door time, great pops, great matches. Your match of the year last year. Yep. With him and Orange Cassidy at Forbidden Door. Plus, they did matches on Dynamite. And they were great, too. Great reactions, great crowds. Does the general WWE crowd know Will Ospreay? Or do they got a completely introduce this character to the WWE universe in their light. And does that get over? No, I, I I mean, you're, you're booking like, again, yeah, the easy way is to book, to book the fed. And that was before this happened. Mm -hmm. Now the way to book this is, Hey, if it's tomorrow night, I have the, um, the elite losing those, those trios titles. Yeah. And Will Ospreay comes out, add insult to injury with Aussie Open. Ooh. Bring your boys. Love love bring that. your boys with you. But it's there to 
you're making a mockery of Kenny. Yeah. He's riding high after that victory, after that press conference. How do you get some light back? Nope. Mm -hmm. Nope. No, you're not. We'll take this. That's because you want to start doing it. But we said too, we, the potential for forbidden door to have a real build in year two is Mm -hmm. good with this. Yeah. It's needed because the one thing that hurt that for being the pay-per-view of the year was the, the no build. Mm -hmm. But again, like I could be completely crazy about that. Cause I mean, that's, that's a lot of travel. Like that's, that's switching your schedule around, like just to go work a short little bit, but you don't think Kenny's going to wear that title out when he comes out on Wednesday night. I think he has to, I you absolutely have to your, your, your AEW contracted wrestler is wearing the North American United States championship. Sorry. Uh, New Japan pro wrestling. They put that, they created that title to get more exposure in North America. It makes it's a, it makes sense. You have to do that. What I, better be person crazy. to have it on? It, exactly. Right. If this gets Kenny Omega wrestling more on my, TV every Wednesday night. I'm fucking all in. And which in this in this Kenny Omega too coming back to help out younger stars mm-hmm. wrestling on dark wrestling on elevation. He said he's going to work with younger Japanese talent who are coming over here. Yeah, and and he has he's worked dark already since he's coming back. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I'm not watching dark. I'm not watching elevation. I'm not even really watching rampage. I need to see Kenny Omega wrestle some of these pillars of of AEW on Dynamite each and every week i want to see him against guys like ricky starks and i don't you know darby out and throw whatever names that you know all know other sammy guevara and all the likes of them put those up against kenny let's see what kenny can do against those guys and see if they can build them up uh to a better level a bigger level uh i think that's something that's missing from kenny omega in aew i think kenny omega has been uh, treated as a special attraction for the most part which i'm not against but if Kenny Omega is putting on a performance like that for a company that he's not contracted to, I think you need to reel that back in and capture that lightning in a bottle and put it on your, your programming on, on TBS every Wednesday. I was going to, I was going to agree with you there too. You're right. Like um, I, if there's one thing I'll say about AEW is that they don't like, I think they try to position MJF is that attraction. Yeah. As their champion, but yeah. I don't think there's a Roman in that company. I don't think the company's been around long enough or people have worked a schedule long enough to warrant the special attraction. Initially, you could be like, well, it's Jericho. He's the veteran, stuff like that. But Jericho's working almost every week. Yeah, and, TV, and, right? and he's the one doing the things you want Kenny to do. Yeah. Jericho's putting Ricky Starks over. Yes. Yeah. So, it's... But, Jer- but Jericho knows this point in his career. He's He knows because of the mm-hmm. Fed. Yeah. This is how you put young talent over. He's seen it forever. If you're leaving, you leave on your back. Mm-hmm. That's the rules. Yep. There's only one way to put stars over, and that's losing. And when you're at a level like Jericho, you can lose every single week, and it doesn't mean shit. You're still, you guess what? They're still going to sing your goddamn theme song the second you walk out. Mm-hmm. You're Absolutely. Chris Jericho. Like you said, that's a, that's a bona fide star, and clearly it was a signing needed for AEW. We all know that now. Yeah. Chris Jericho has helped that brand immensely. 
probably but the Kenny and thing. the Bucks are like the reason they were getting that hardcore kind of wrestling fan who's watching everything, watching the New Japans, watching the triple A's, like everything from around the world. Eyes were on because it's like, oh, I've heard of the young bucks. You ever watch these guys? Have yeah. you heard this guy Kenny Omega? He does the craziest stuff. Right. But they're coming from a world where New Japan works strong. And mm-hmm. Will likes being there because he gets to work strong. Kenny went back and he worked just like a New Japan pro wrestler should. That's like one of the number one things that I think wrestlers are gravitate towards when it goes to New Japan is they can work that strong style. They can work pretty much any style they want, but they have so much say in their character and so much say in their look and how they act and, and everything that all, all the freedoms that I guess you would want just from stories we've heard in the past that, yeah, you can go over there. And they'll tell you, this is what I want from you. This is the direction we're going. This is the pay-per-view. This is the storyline. Get us there however we need to get there. But be you. Be the character you want to be. Yeah, they may switch your character up if it's they don't think it's working and diff, give you a different gimmick. Or see if you're worthy enough to be in New Japan and give you a gimmick that there is a test. And then go from there. I mean, they build up all the young boys by making them young lions. You're not anybody until you've had a certain amount of time in the dojos, working the events, helping out the veteran wrestlers, and then you get your chance. Yep. You know, so also have to travel to another part of the world just to learn a different style. Exactly. So I think for guys like Kenny, guys like Will, we obviously there's all that evidence there that they spend so much time there. Will's still there, but there's always that, you know, glimmer of big lights, big city wrestling in the usa that is the initial attraction and then it's the money as well uh, well and the, the different fan base right like you you know guys like jay white got a taste of what a non-kind of pandemic yeah. crowd is and japan's never really been known to be mm-hmm. hooting and hollering like a uk crowd or like a north american crowd mm-hmm. so when like a forbidden door happens and like you don't think okada realizes when he walks out and you get the pop you get Man, that pop at Forbidden Door for Okada. Well, it's the biggest legendary. one in that match. It was legendary. It was a legendary pop in the sense of we respect this guy so much and we can't believe he's here. That's it. That's people who are in the know and they're like, yeah. hey, man, we know you and we're going to let you hear how much we know you. Right. Um, I think Will Ospreay's, I don't know if he's married to her, but his, his significant other works for WWE. So there is that. She worked with WWE UK. I don't know if she's been over with NXT on the state side yet since uh, NXT UK shut down. But there's all of that rumors out there too. Of like, well, she's over here. If she's working for NXT, she's based in, in Florida, which is where a good majority of AEW wrestlers are too. So there's that out there as well. If, if Will's contract is coming up with New Japan, there's a lot of speculation that it is, but uh, the dirt sheets, I don't think anyone said, yeah, it's, it's time's running out on it. The same way they have with Jay White's contract. Jay White's contract by every dirt sheet writer is set to expire very soon. Yeah. And that's, Hey, maybe you, you start looking at it. Kenny had a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kenny knew his was going to come up, but the opportunities came, came together. So you're right. Maybe people are offering. I don't see will to the fed after a match like that. I don't know. Guess what? You just wrestled a match like that and you should know goddamn well, you're not going to get to have one of those in the fed. 
No, you'll never get that much time, that much freedom with creative within your match. It just, it won't happen. Will you get to be on WrestleMania? Sure. You'll get your match on WrestleMania and you can say for the rest of your life and for the rest of history, will Ospreay wrestle that WrestleMania if and when he does sign the Fed. But other than that, you're not getting uh, a 40 minute barn burner uh, that, that doesn't include entrances for time. You know, like you're going to get your 15, 20 minutes. It may be great. It may be match of the year, but will it live up to what you've done in new Japan? Uh, you know, kind of have to wait and see, I guess, but man, a lot going on in the world of professional wrestling. Great, great wrestle kingdom. 17, right? Great, great wrestling card to start the year. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and, and now we, oh, now we're just foot on the gas getting into rumble. Like it, wrestling is really in a good spot right now. It is. We've got the big uh, Los Angeles show for AEW uh, as of this recording. It is tomorrow night, but when this comes out, you'll probably have watched it already. So that that's a big one. There's a lot of big rumors around, uh, or I guess fantasy booking. I shouldn't say rumors. Just a lot of people fantasy booking around uh, that night. And a lot of eyes are going to be on SmackDown this Friday, I imagine, for any mention of Vince McMahon, any sight of Vince McMahon. I don't think we're going to see him on TV, but it's it's Rumble and Mania season. When does Vince show up in Rumble and Mania season? That's the way it's always been. So you're going to have the curious eyes looking and refreshing their Twitter feed all the time of any sighting of Vince on WWE television. So a lot going on. I hate the fact that that is kind of overshadowing the funness of trying to fantasy book this Royal Rumble and getting excited for the rumble but right now it is as of this recording for me it is it's overshadowing everything and it's a bummer but uh maybe my tune will change by next show and like i say a lot a lot to look forward to like a great aw dynamite as tony khan would say we're excited for the card <laughs> we put together justified this is awesome chant um at, at the forum which they mean um match seven game seven if you will between death triangle and the elite uh, John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page, Danielson versus uh, Takashita. Very it, excited for that one. It's, I mean, I don't know if I'm crazy about Big Bill and that name change, <laughs> but we'll, we'll go with it. I mean, I mean, also not stoked on Jungle Hook because no. that, that's just lazy, but yeah. whatever. Um, and the the potential that Mercedes Monet shows up on Dynamite. I don't think it happens. I just I don't. Um, why not? I I don't know why. I really have no reason why. I have no reason why. I just just don't another think step closer to booking your forbidden door. Yeah, but I mean, timeline says forbidden door happens in June. It doesn't have to anymore. If, if it's a roaming pay per view and it could happen in uh, uh, April or something like that, I'm all for it. Hell, this one can happen in Japan. Ooh, I never even thought about that. Good See, this is the thing too like i mean you've got to give something back right unless their thing was like you're mm-hmm. giving us candy for wrestle kingdom yeah. If, yeah if that was the trade-off it's like we get candy for us <laughs> <laughs> they're just like okay like what well, that's a fair deal yeah but obviously that he's on the roaming contract too where he's just like he makes up for injury time yes yeah he was out what eight nine months for injury so um yeah i'm sure he's He's got a little bit extra time on that contract if uh, they're going the same way that uh, the Fed does their contracts with injury time. So, uh, yeah, brother. Uh, great Wrestle Kingdom 17. Um, great discussion when it comes to the new world of the World Wrestling Federation. 
what's was once dead is now back. Vince McMahon is back in charge of World Wrestling Entertainment. Not necessarily creative, but he is the man. Nick Khan is now CEO. Stephanie McMahon is done. She's resigned completely. She is no longer employed by World Wrestling Entertainment. She has left the building. Mike, it's been a fantastic show. We picked a great night to record this new podcast uh, to be launching on Spotify. Again, follow us in my house pro wrestling podcast on Spotify. You can find us on our socials as well. Uh, follow uh, at in my house pod, whether that's on Twitter or on Instagram, and you'll find myself and Mike there as well. Uh, posting, tweeting, live tweeting at times, keeping up with all the fun pro wrestling content throughout there. But please, the biggest thing we ask of you is one, thanks for listening to give us a follow on Spotify and please share this podcast with uh, all of your wrestling friends, anybody that would love listening to a great fun uh, wrestling podcast. Or even if you are the only wrestling fan, engage. Just yes. engage. Hit uh, us up on the Twitter. We got to post up now. Get the conversation going about the Stephanie McMahon news. Mm-hmm. Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you worried? Let us know. Yes. Uh, a word I've been tweeting out ever since uh, we started doing the podcast even before we got on Spotify was react. Listen, react, and retweet, or listen, react, and share. Do those three things for us, and we will be building you a great pro wrestling podcast for you to listen and be part of each and every week. Uh, so, yeah, listen, react, and share with everything that you want when it comes to pro wrestling with Paralegal Mike and myself, Scotty Via. Anything left to say, brother? Fuck Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Scotty Via is superstar of the year. Yeah, it's new year. New year. <laughs> Tell you how our awards are going to look in 2023. I- I'm telling uh, you, yeah. he's going to start the year off real hot, brother. Big pay for you coming up. Going to start it real hot. Um, again, thanks for everyone for listening. We're really excited about 2023. So stick with us. A lot of things will be changing week to week. Yeah. So please stick stick to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. For Paralegal Mike, I'm Scotty Villa. This has been the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast on Spotify. Wow.